When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, welcome to the Wine Over Matter podcast. I'm Laura. And I'm Steph. Thanks for joining us for another Wine Wednesday where we talk weekly about everything going on in our lives from weight loss, relationships, dating, pop culture, and so much more. Happy Labor Day, Steph. Happy Labor Day. Look at us just not laboring today. (laughs) No, we're still working on our day off. We are. We're uh, kind of, I guess, ahead of schedule recording a little more in advance because you guys aren't going to hear this for like another week and a half but stuff's leaving me again i'm sorry it's going to be much shorter this time (laughs) it is it's fine i'm okay i'm fine but yeah no so we're just making sure we get like some episodes recorded so we're we don't have to leave you guys hanging any wednesdays yes so i i'm it's so weird like i feel like my last few times of going to washington have been like such long times that like I've had to like do so much to prepare to leave and everything and I feel like I woke up this morning like thinking I had like so much to prepare and I do like you have to do laundry like it's nice to like clean before you leave all that but I'm like I'm only gonna be gone like just under two weeks like it's not that long yeah (laughs) yeah it's not that bad you'll be I'll be fine I'll survive you will survive (laughs) um yeah we're not actually recording together today because We've been together all weekend, and we've had a crazy-ass weekend, and today we just wanted to sleep in, recoup, and then we thought we would just virtually record today. Yes, so it definitely works. Thank you, technology, for giving us options when we need it. Yeah, we had a really fun weekend, though. I'm, I mean, you and even, we both, like, went pretty much nonstop since Friday. Oh, yeah, I'm exhausted today. Yeah, so Steph and I are part of a volunteer organization called Orange Blossoms, and our biggest fundraiser of the year is um, at the Orange Street Fair, which is like kind of like a big deal in my city, and it's super cute. It's like a, they basically shut down two of the streets, well, more than that, I guess, but two of the main streets and then some of the little side streets in the downtown area, and it's called the International Street Fair, and they basically like break up each street into little sections of different countries. So there's like, we were in Thailand, but there's like, yeah, Thailand, Japan, Ireland, America, Mexico, Philippines, Lebanon, Germany, like literally like probably at least 20, 25 countries. And then like, there's just different food sold from that country. There's beer stations everywhere. There's uh, live music on like every corner. It's just like, super fun and basically our fundraiser that we do is we sell um beer there for the weekend so Steph and I volunteered both of us worked Friday night and then Steph did it again on Saturday which it was so hot Saturday Steph I don't know how <laughs> it you was did like a hundred degrees on Friday or Saturday it was very very hot but how much fun was it though it was so much it was fun. so fun yeah we had a great time 
it was just, uh, yeah, just kind of like being in the hustle and bustle, especially because like they hadn't had the street fair in a couple years and it was just nice to kind of like have that again. Yes. And the food that we tried was good. Oh my gosh. And we had the best. Just... Wasn't it Lebanese? I think it was Lebanese. And it was like a shawarma yes. wrap, but they do it. They do their shawarma wraps like not on pita. It's on like the lavish or lavesh or whatever bread. Yeah, oh whatever my the bread gosh, was it was so good. The garlic sauce, it was like heaven. And our yeah, beer booth stuff. was like, we had people coming up to our beer booth like, you guys have the best booth here. You know how to, because we're a bunch of girls. We're like cheering people on. We have a bell we're ringing when we get tipped. <laughs> and like, we had the best time. Like, I really, really did have a lot of fun. I agree. I, yeah, we had so much fun. Um, I didn't do it on Saturday though, because I had one of my aunts come into town. So we had a big like family barbecue on Saturday, um, which was really fun because basically a lot of my aunts and uncles and cousins came over. And besides a couple of my cousins, like nobody had seen my house before. So it was kind of nice to just like have everybody over and everything and kind of show them all of the hard work Jeff and I have done so far the last year. But, um, so that was nice. And then yesterday Jeff and I were dumb enough to have another party a second day in a row. (laughs) We all appreciate it. (laughs) But yesterday was for like our just normal Labor Day pool party. And we had a bunch of family and friends over and, it was super it was hot. hot yesterday, too. And we too. lived in the pool all... Yeah, we, we never pool, got basically. out. Nobody got out. The, your pool no. was packed. There was, like, nowhere to, like, go. And, like, there were so many people in your pool. Yeah, there... And we have a pretty big pool. Yes. But, yeah, there was just... Nobody wanted to be out. just... Yeah, everybody just grabbed a noodle, and we were all just bobbing and having our drinks, and it was a nice day. It was. It was, like, potluck style. We were, like, cracking up because one of um, Jeff's good friends... Okay, so your cousin brought spaghetti over, but it was hyped before yes. it even got there. It was potluck style yeah. yesterday. And, like, <laughs> people were hyping the spaghetti up. So, like, everybody wanted spaghetti, like, before it even got there. And then it got there. And one of Jeff's good friends decided to take, like, a hot dog bun and put oh, spaghetti yeah. in his hot dog bun. And we were like, why does this sound genius? Like, why does this sound like it should be, like, a food truck that we call, like, carbs on carbs? And you just sell things that are, like, carbs on top of carbs. And it's a food we truck. Oh, yeah, we started making it sound even better. We're like, because that already seemed genius. And then we're like, oh my God, if you like butter the hot dog bun with some garlic powder, melt some mozzarella, like put it in the broiler and then put the spaghetti on it, we're like, oh, we are on to something. (laughs) Except all the spaghetti got wiped out before any of us could actually try to make that. (laughs) We were like, that'll be our drunk food later. And then, yeah, never. I had like pizza. Oh, speaking of follow up, we got, we're getting good at follow ups from previous episodes. Banana pudding showed up at oh, yes. like a few oh God, a few days had... after recording. I text Laura. I'm like, wait, did we ever ask Annie? Is she really bringing the banana pudding, the Magnolia banana pudding? And she did. And it was so good. Oh, my God, you guys. It is. It's so freaking good. I had like a second helping of it at like 10 o'clock last night. And it was so good. And I was above I and left it. before eight. So. Yeah, I feel like major- like a good majority of people were already leaving by like eight because a lot of our friends, especially with like the kids and stuff. And then there was like probably about eight of us or so that just like sat around the fire until like 11. How nice. We were like playing music and just hanging out. So very, it was nice. Very fun. Yeah, it was a good Labor Day. It was. I enjoyed it. But today and I was like, I was so good drinking this weekend. Like 
I had only a couple of seltzers on Saturday because I didn't want to feel crappy knowing we were having another party the next day. And then yesterday, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I had a lot of seltzers in the pool, but I was probably by like six o'clock. Like I was done drinking. I didn't have any more to drink until like 10 o'clock. I had a glass of wine when we were sitting around the fire. I was fairly was good like, this weekend too. I had, well, we couldn't really drink Friday because it was like we got off work, we had to go and you couldn't get a beer until the very end and then we could only get one beer because they stopped yeah, selling they beer. Yeah, like one beer after your shift. Yeah, it's like your reward. And then Saturday, um, I got to the street fair before my shift knowing that. And so, you know, um, I went to a friend's house before. We had a couple Trulies there and then we had a beer when we got there before our shift. And then we ended up going to a brewery after. So it, yeah. it wasn't like wild. It was just a nice night. And then I think at your house yesterday, I maybe only had like three Trulies all. Like I was tired by yesterday. Like I was you just... Def- you are so... You had so much more than three Trulies I, yesterday. Steph. I never got out of the pool to get myself. I brought my first one and then I... I never got out of the pool either, but somebody always offered and was handing us beer. I swear I had like three or four. Like no more than that. Like oh, I was Now mellow. we're at four. Okay, maybe four or five. Like six or seven, you know. Yeah. No, I was definitely more mellow yesterday. I was like... You know like when you just go, go, go all weekend? And I was just I like, like exhausted. The sun takes it out of me too, where like, I just don't want to drink that much because I'm just like, I don't know. And then I just knew I didn't want to spend today feeling hungover. Like I wanted to just have a nice Monday off and I didn't want it to be a lazy Monday because that was the only option since I feel absolutely miserable. So it was nice to have a party filled weekend, but never being hungover because I actually had some self-control. We learned we learned our lesson from the weekend before, apparently. That's true. Maybe I'm still just not in the mood because of Palm Springs. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so but before we get off of the topic of the Labor Day party, right as you're about to leave yesterday, you're showing me something on the phone and then I see a text come in from MBM. Yes. <laughs> so, okay, it was funny because I didn't have my phone at your house at all. Like, it was just on the table. I was in the pool the whole time. I never had it. So then when I went to go grab my phone, there's a text from MBM, and I'm like, oh. And I haven't talked to him in a couple weeks. I don't think I, like, updated anybody, but we did have a conversation a couple weeks ago. It was, like, yeah. a good conversation for me. Like, I feel like I got, like, more closure. Like, I felt better about everything. Like, it was like, I'm glad I had that conversation two weeks ago. And our conversation two weeks ago ended basically with like this. It was like, so good to talk to you. Like, don't be a stranger, blah, blah, blah. And I was kind of like, it was good to talk to you too. Like, if you want to reach out, reach out. Like, I don't want to be the one, like, you're the one that broke up with me. I don't want to be the one to like, reach out to you every time I'm like thinking about you. Like, so anyway, so two weeks go by, we haven't talked in two weeks. And then he ends up texting me last night. And his text was just like, Hey Steph, like I hope I'm able to text like text you. Like I hope I'm allowed or whatever. And he's like, um, just hope you're doing good. Hope you're having a good Labor Day weekend, whatever, whatever. And I was like, of course you're allowed to text me. Like we established that the last time we talked. Like you're doing things the right way. Like you want to yeah. text me, you can text me. And um and yeah, it was just like it's good. And then he was like, oh, I was just thinking about you and wanted to say hi or whatever. And um so yeah, we like we just had like a very like I was telling Laura, it was a very just like. Like, nobody's leading anybody on. Like, I do not feel let on. I'm not flirting. He's not flirting. It's just very... And when you first told me this, like, 
when we were in Palm Springs and you had told me like that he had just texted you um, a few days prior, um, which that's fine. And I had told you like I've had many of conversations with exes after we've broken up, things like that. But it's just like as long as it's not affecting you, like you've been doing really good at moving on. So as long as it's not making you like backtrack in that like department, I think it's healthy and fine. Yeah. It's when it's not healthy and it's making you upset in the long run and things like that. That's where I think those like boundaries need to be more clear. But if you're comfortable in the situation with if him texting you every few weeks is good with by you, then sure. I'm and all that's for like it. so far. That's how I feel like I, I would not have been okay with this. Like, weeks after the breakup like I couldn't have handled him just wanting to like reach out and see how I'm doing yeah but um I feel like so far I feel okay with it like I don't feel like I feel like if he was like leading me on and like making me think that it was something it wasn't and like I had that vibe I'd be upset like I would if it turned into like a flirty thing where we were like both flirting but like I knew he didn't want to be in a relationship and that was gonna like get me into trouble but like it's just very like at least right now it's very just like checking in seeing how you're doing the reason he texted me a couple weeks ago was because um his brother and sister-in-law had a baby that's right and I think I had shared I was supposed to go to the baby shower we broke up before it but I had already gotten like a gift for them and it was like a personalized gift that said like cool like my uncle Matt on it and it was a little onesie for the baby. And so he had ended up giving it to them still, which so like surprised me, but that was nice. And so the first time he had met, his niece was just born a few weeks ago. The first time he met her, they had that on her. So he had like taken a picture of yeah. the onesie, which was nice. Like that's like. It was super cute. It's like yeah. such like an adult thing to do. Like, you know, it's yeah. just like. There's no need, like, we didn't have any, like, we didn't have a messy breakup, like, we just broke up and it was shitty, like, for me. Like, I just think he doesn't, like, know, like, we've talked about this, like, Matt just doesn't know how to be in a relationship. I know, and I think, I feel confident that this isn't him, but I just know, because you were like, I I know one of the things you, like, when we were talking about it last night, you were kind of like, I just don't understand, like, why he's, like, randomly wanting to text me. And I just, I know that I've had, like, I felt like these other relationships that have ended. And then when they, it's like they get a sense I'm moving on and that I might be dating. And I'm, and then they get this sense of, like, I don't, like, they, they almost are, like, narcissistic in a sense. They liked the attention and, like, knowing that somebody was, like, super obsessed with them. And when it was like, oh, Stephanie's not giving me that attention anymore. And then it's like, oh, well, I kind of miss talking to him. And so it's like, I just want to make sure he's not being a jackass with his intentions. I just don't. I saw how hurt you were with the whole situation. So that's just me being protective about it. And as I'm like definitely like being careful with that because I, I have the same hesitations. Like I, like I do question like why. And I just think Matt's like a normal person. Like I think like he yeah. just does. Like I don't think there, I don't think there was anything like that I did or wrong with me for breaking up. I just legitimately think he's doesn't know how to be in a relationship. And I feel bad if he is on dating sites and trying to meet new people because. Well, and I think, yeah, it's, I think it's very clear. His priority was his job. It wasn't being in a relationship right. right now. And so until he like, sometimes in your mind, you think like, Oh no, that is something I want. And it's like, yeah, you might, but you want it on your terms. And that's not fair to the person like, exactly. That you want to date. And we like, so. our conversation was very like, how's work? How's work? How's 
family, house family, like any travel coming up, like very like whatever. And then, but Matt and I are both like, I feel like very like, like not philosophical, but I feel like our conversations kind of always go like deep in a weird way or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it kind of did go um, deep in the sense where like not about us just as like individuals, like, cause he was talking about work being busy again, how he really wants to buy a house, but like, it's so hard in California. So he's like considering other states or whatever. And um, I was like, well, what are your like priorities? Like as far, cause you want a house, you want this career you're, that you're working towards, you want a family, like what are, where does your, do your priorities fall? And so he like said where his priorities fall and like families last for him, you know, it's like work, house, family. And then for me, like I was like telling him, I'm like, oh my, our priorities are different you know like I was like my like mine is like I don't have to like get married right now I don't you know but like my priority is to find a person like I don't miss anything about my ex-husband but I miss like the companionship piece of it a hundred percent I always said one of the things I missed most like after my divorce was like when something happens in your life or when and you like have like you want to share something and you not having like that person that you want to like share good news with, or you have a bad day and you have that person to talk to. And so it's like, yeah, you definitely miss that companionship component. And I agree. It's like, I was, it took me a while to be like gung ho about wanting to get like married again right away. But like you do miss a lot of those aspects. You don't necessarily miss the person, but you miss a lot of things that come with being in those relationships. Yeah. So I'm like, that is a priority to me right now is like, finding like the right person and then kind of everything else like falls into it like whether or not marriage is on the table after finding the right person okay like family okay like all of that comes after but that is a priority to me and I was even like listing like things that were like important to me about like like I want somebody that just wants to like pack up and leave for the weekend and like go do things like I want somebody that like you know I was like listing things and like a lot of them are Mm -hmm. not like things that Matt at least when we dated, like, would have been able to, not that he wouldn't have been able to do it, but he's just stubborn. Like, Matt, we've talked about this. Matt likes what he likes. He has, his way of life is his way of life. And, like, there's not, like, a lot of flexibility on his end, Yeah, you know, for that. So, like, I was even, like, listing, like, the things, like, this is what I'm looking for, you know? And it's, like, it's very obvious that, like, at least the Matt, like, who knows what what's going to happen in the future? It's not like I'm talking to him, like, getting dragged on but like you just don't know what what the future holds you know it's like I don't hate Matt enough that like I wouldn't consider it in the future but I'm not like not living my life and meeting people now waiting for that to happen either but like a lot would have to change you know like I I like want a certain not a lifestyle but like I want a certain life with the person I'm going to be with and if all you want to do is be like stubborn and in your own ways, like that's never going to work. So that's. Yeah. And seeing, seeing a person every couple of weeks when we can cram in a date night for, to go out to dinner or something, isn't your idea of like uh, building a relationship with somebody. Yeah. And I'm like, that is the one thing I will say about him is like, he knows that about himself. Like he know he knows what he likes. Like he likes being alone and there's nothing wrong with being alone. But if you want somebody to spend your life with like you have to make time for it he clearly wasn't ready and like my only thing and I didn't bring it up and I don't even think it's my place to bring it up because then it just makes me look like a bitter bitch is like I don't I don't know if he's like trying to find somebody or not like he kind of makes it sound like I'm not trying to find somebody but then you've updated all your dating profiles so like maybe it's somewhere in the middle I don't know but I'm like my only thing is like I think that's shitty I think I think if you're telling me 
Like, I'm not ready for a relationship. Like, it's not me. It's like, period. I witnessed it. I dated you for four months and witnessed the fact that you're not ready to make time for somebody. Like, I think it's shitty that you would be on a dating app looking for somebody, you know? I am so sorry, everybody. <laughs> Laura's internet went out <laughs> and I just, the, our Zoom got canceled and everything. Steph, I'm sure, was talking for I don't know how long while I was like, uh, Stephanie's frozen. I tried to like wrap up what I was saying because I could see you paused like on your Zoom. Your face was all, uh, and I was like, okay, I'm just going to wrap up what I was saying and then pause my recording and call you and see what's going on. Yeah. So how this will sound once it's edited, I don't know how much of the last thing you got. We'll see. We also, it's been like 15 minutes, so we don't know what we were actually talking about. We know it was about MBM, but we don't know where Steph left off, but... Yeah, I think as I a whole, ba- yeah, I was basically we'll just, just saying like you can't control what somebody else does either. Like, and there's no point in, in saying anything. Like, like my opinion is just like okay, so we're having like these conversations as friends now. Like, what our priorities are, and and so even as friends, you're saying like a relationship and family and and all that is not is like your bottom of your priority list. Like, I just think that's shitty. If you are, I don't know if he's on dating apps or not, but like if you are, I think that's shitty. Knowing yourself that that's the bottom of your priorities, it's clear your history of dating that that's not a priority, but then you're going to bring like another girl through that. Like, and I'm just like, it's not my place to say it. So I don't say anything. And I'm just like, because then if I imagine if I did, imagine if I was like, well, why are you on dating apps then? Like, like that just makes me look bitter, you know? Like you, so I don't know. Although Um, it is like, it's valid questions. <laughs> it is valid questions. And yeah, it's like hard. It's like we didn't have, we didn't break up for any like bad reason. Like it was super shitty yeah. and like hurtful to me. But like he, yeah, like there was no bad blood and we talked to each other every single day for like, you know, four or five months straight. Like it is hard to just stop talking to somebody. But I like, I definitely know that. Like, right now, I don't think there's, like, any reason to establish boundaries other than just, like, myself knowing, like, like what to look for. But, yeah, sure. I, I do know that if it got to a point where I had to, like, put boundaries in to protect myself, like, I for sure know. I would rather do that than go through, like, another super shitty situation like I did, you Makes know, sense. six weeks ago or whatever it was now. Yeah. Um. Okay, well... I guess we can kind of transition into, um, let's kind of talk some jobs a little bit. I, um, one thing I hadn't talked about actively on the podcast because I was just waiting it out for the last month or so is, um, I kind of had a friend, friend come to me with a job opportunity and, um, it was something I have zero experience in, but, plenty of interest in like it sounded like it was so what I like I have learned over the last 15 years since I graduated college or not quite 15 years but um is when we're young when we're in high school and even when we're in college you're they want you to pick what you want to do with your life (laughs) and unless it's a very specific job like a teacher or a policeman or like very it's like there's so many jobs out there you just don't even know exists. Like knowing what I know now, I can think of so many jobs that have been, would have been something I would have loved to have gone to school for. Yep. Do you do you feel like that? I do. And I'm like, my degree was business management. What was your degree yep. in? Business management. Which with is a, so... I had an emphasis in entrepreneurship. But... Okay. 
Yeah, and it's just that's all over the place. Like, there's no one job that after you get a degree in business management, you go and you start working in business management. It's like you can literally do so many things. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's it's very hard to like hunker down and find the right job for you with a business yeah, management so degree. It's- so I've, and I also had, um, and I wouldn't say I made a mistake, but because I did, I, so I started working at the university full time while I was still a student there. And I can't say I regret it because during that time, that's when the housing market crashed in 2008. And I was able to be fortunate enough to be able to purchase my first home at a very young age. So I can't say I totally regret that because that's been something that has been like a huge help for me since I've owned the house. And I, um, but I feel like that didn't ever allow me to, when I did graduate, I just stayed there cause I was making money. I was comfortable. I've never like really like gone out looking for jobs and I never really tried to find like a career path after I graduated college. So now I've like bounced to a couple jobs since then. All of my jobs I've had have been brought to me by like a connection. I have never, like been one that has gone out and like applied for jobs and gone on tons of interviews and everything. And so I've kind of just gone to these jobs that seem like good opportunities. They were a little bit of a pay increase or they were just something that sounded like something I was interested in. And now I'm at this place. I'm 36 years old. I'm not making great money and I'm feeling like there's nowhere for me to go in my current position. And uh, my friend knew this. I had talked to her about it before and stuff. So when she basically had a job um, opportunity come up and I was like, "Um, I'm all in. Like it would be a little bit of a pay increase for me, but it would also gain me experience in a company that has like tons of potential room to grow and would just, I felt like could bring me so many great opportunities. And um I did four interviews with that company and I don't know why I'm not saying the company. I don't know if there's a reason I should or shouldn't, but I hope to potentially possibly work with them in the future. So, um, but I went through four interviews. I felt like I was practically a shoe in. I felt really, really good about my final two interviews I had. And, um, I found out what has it been like a week and a half now, Steph, Yes. Um, that I did not get the job and I spent like that day being super mopey about it and I was super bummed. And then the next day I was like, eh, it wasn't meant to be. But I think that, and we'll kind of get into that, but like me being over it so quickly, I think it was because you get that relief of like, okay, I don't have to get out of my comfort zone. Yes. Like, Let's stay back in our to comfort my, zone. Back to my normal job, back to my normal nine to five. Like, okay, I'm good. And um, because this was going to be like something like very different because I don't know a lot about the industry and I don't like it would have been a lot of learning. And this type of job was a lot of um, like a teamwork environment where I do a lot of stuff just on my own. I know what I kind of just am working on my own a lot of the time. So this would have just been something very different. But I was really excited about it. Apparently, um, I was one of the final contenders. They ended up hiring a girl that just graduated college. And um, 
which that was hard to hear because <laughs> yeah. you're already like you always hear about things like when you, as you get older it's hard like not that I think I'm at the age where they already <laughs> think I'm too old to hire me but you do like they're like they want the young like excited people and I know one of the things like is that they think like the person is gonna be more like committed and staying there long term where somebody older might be wanting to kind of bounce around and things like that and I'm kind of like you would think it's or, the opposite. Exactly. Like, I'm wanting to get, like, rooted somewhere that I really love. I'm not looking to build, like, all of this experience and, like, figure out my place in this world like I was when I was, like, in my early 20s. So, um, but I did reach out to um, the woman who would have been my boss had I gotten hired. Um, she sent me a very nice note back. We're going to keep in touch. She wants to find an opportunity for me in the future. So I don't think this will be the end of my time trying to make my way over there. But um, yeah, it's it's hard because I've talked to you about um, feeling very stagnant in my job. And it's hard when you do love what you do because I do mm-hmm. love my job. But um, so I don't when you love what you do, it's hard to have that motivation at night to want to go and look for jobs to apply for and updating yes. my resume for jobs and well, job going out is and like a full-time job in itself. It's like a hundred percent. So when I'm not absolutely miserable in my job and coming home crying about my job every day, it's hard to have that motivation to leave. It's very hard. And like I said, it was like that relief of, um, I think like that next day of being like, I, and I think that release tr- relief truly was because I was so nervous about, because it was like for sure going out of my comfort zone to do a job like this. Like it was everything I haven't done before. So, um, yes. and that's the time I got denied to be a stripper. <laughs> so there she goes telling you, telling you where the job was. Laura was not going to be a stripper, but there will be opportunities for her in the future. <laughs> just kidding um no it's it's definitely disappointing like I've definitely been there like where I felt like a job was mine like I've had it in the bag and like the disappointment when you don't get it is Mm -hmm. you just like I don't know about you but like I get like this like I'm gonna be here forever nothing's ever gonna happen it's like and it's like no that was one job like you were passed up for it wasn't the right opportunity it's one position that doesn't mean you give up but No, I definitely know what you mean about comfort zones. Like, and I do think there's something to say about working in the public sector like we do. And then it's so hard to leave. It is so hard to leave the public sector for the private sector. It's very easy to do the opposite. It is so easy to move from the private to the public. It is not easy to do the opposite. Yeah. So they, they give you lots of perks that make you feel like, is it a good idea to leave? (laughs) Yes, I mean, there's so many perks. There's so many pluses working here. But I know we've both said, like, in my department, so in my department, I am at the top. Like, I can't go any higher unless I'm a director. I don't know for sure that that is my end goal yet. I I haven't, like, crossed it off my list, but I don't know if that's my end goal. And then I also know it's not a natural progression to go from my position to that. So even if that is my end goal, I need to leave and get more leadership experience before even being qualified for that role. So that tells me, and like, 
it's really, really awkward. Like, it's really awkward talking to, like, my boss is supportive. Like, she's supportive of, like, anybody that wants to go anywhere. But it's an awkward conversation to have, like, where I know I'm so, I'm such a value in my department. And Mm -hmm. I kind of, like, sorry to toot my own horn, but, like, I, like, worry what would happen to my department if I left. I think of that, too. I think of that, too. I think of all of my responsibility I have and, like, yeah, and it's hard. And also, like, what you were saying is, like, how you would have to leave to gain more experience. Like, that's the other... And I don't know if this is as much like that in the private sector, but, like, with where we are, it's, like, you do have to, like... You can't just, like... Even if you are fully qualified for a role, like, there is such a way of doing things and levels you have to go through to be there. And it's not as easy of just being, like, oh, I think Laura would be really good at this job. And yeah. we should let her be there. HR's like, no, no, first. Well, and <laughs> she even, has to do this. Even like the pay in the public sector, everything's structured. So like you're you're paid at this level and you have steps, you get a step raise every year and like that's it. Like there's no more. It's not like you kill it in your department. You do such a good job. We are giving you a bonus or we're giving you a raise. Like that doesn't yeah. happen. So uh, to be, you know doing a lot of work and not getting compensated for that work and having other people in your department getting paid the same as you when they clearly don't do anywhere near what you do is very discouraging. Yeah. It's very discouraging. And it's just, I love being a part of a team. I, I am on a team. There's like 15 people in my department. Um, we were student facing, so we see students all the time. Like I love it, but it's also draining. And that was, you know, kind of my, my, um, conversation when I was talking to Matt about priorities was like his his priorities with work are like literally he doesn't care what it takes if he's miserable if he's not he wants to get to a certain level for me it's like I don't even know what the level is that I want to be at yet like that I don't even have figured out like for me it's like I want to feel more fulfilled than drained in my position and I want to be like happy mm-hmm. about what I do and and some of that is changing for me right now like I'm not feeling as fulfilled I am feeling more drained. I'm not feeling completely happy. And I'm like, when you start feeling some of those things, like it is kind of like this bell goes off in your head. Like maybe it is time to look. I'm 34. I don't have to be in the same position forever. I shouldn't be in the same position forever. Yeah. It's, I mean, what do you feel like then? I mean, I guess you kind of just said that, but like, what do you feel is like the most important thing for you to like consider that like why you would leave? Or why you would want to leave and look for something different. So, I mean, I do, I do think if I'm considering leaving higher ed, it would be for flexibility, period. Um, but that's that's scary. It's scarier for me to think about leaving. Flexibility in the sense of like work from home? Yes, like work from home or more flexible hours, like hybrid schedules. Because I know in the public sector, you, a lot of people are having that opportunity. So that would be like the number one reason for me to leave, honestly. But it's so scary to think about leaving like everything I know. Um, so if I were to stay in my sector, it would basically just be like, well, money is a big part of it. Everybody wants to make more money if they're going to leave for another job. But the other thing would be like experience. Like it's a resume builder. Like I'm not doing anything to build my resume staying in this position like I've had three positions in the department that I've worked in I'm at the highest now um I've now been here for in this position I think like three or four years like uh, when you look at a resume unfortunately like it doesn't look good it doesn't look good if you're in a position too short of a time it makes you look like you just jump ship and it doesn't look good if you're in a position 
for too long. It makes you yeah. look too comfortable. And unfortunately, comfort zones are something that I struggle with. Like, I don't like change. I don't deal well with change sometimes. And so leaving my comfort zone is really, really hard. Yeah, I agree. It's... I don't know. It's definitely a constant battle that I'm having with myself and I don't know what to do. That's why I wish this would have just worked out and I wouldn't have to think about it for a while. <laughs> I know. And, it, and it's one of those things that's like, it's like you said, like when you're not miserable in your job, it's really hard to leave because we all know the saying, like the grass isn't always greener. Like you yeah. could be like, oh, I'm not happy. Like I'm kind of, I don't like this about my job or whatever. And then you could go get like what you think in your mind is going to be like your dream job. And you can be miserable. You can have a terrible boss or a terrible team. A hundred percent. And that's one of the big things I think about where like, I love my boss. Her and I are close. We get along fantastic. She is um, a big supporter of like having that good like personal and work-life balance. So she's not like the one who wants you to sacrifice like your mental health and your personal life for the job because she knows your life is so much more than what you do Monday through Friday. She's great about vacations. She's anytime I need to be like, Hey, I need a half day for this or I need to, I'll be in late. Cause I have this appointment. Like absolutely no problem. Like there's, so I do have it. It honestly, and that's what sucks the most is this is strictly a money thing for me. Yeah. It's really, it's if they gave me more money, like I was thinking I was going to be getting in March of 2020, right before the pandemic hit, and it's not even pandemic related on why I didn't get it. It's that's a whole other story. If I would have gotten that raise that I was expecting, like You'd be happy. we wouldn't we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. Yeah. Well, and it's, so. it's it's hard. Yeah, it's hard to not be paid what you deserve to be paid. Yeah. And with all the restrictions and, you know, with when unions are involved, everybody gets paid the same at the same level. It has nothing to do with performance. It has everything to do with fairness and what level that position is it's not how you perform in that position it's yep. what that position is and that's yeah, because discouraging it, yeah because if it was up to my boss I would have gotten that raise that I wanted and but unfortunately she has to just sell it to and submit it to HR and they review it and they just say nope here's your three percent Laura and I'm like okay well three percent doesn't do anything for me in my life but thank you yeah Three percent is something you should get, like regardless, just like cost of living every year or whatever. You know, it's like exactly that has that should have nothing to do with performance. And then there should be an additional percentage for like performance. Uh exactly. I ugh, that's biggest complaint I have about working where we work is it's just it does make it hard in that sense where you can have somebody doing the same exact job as you and doing a way shittier job at it, but. Y'all could be making the same amount of money. I hear you. But anyway, I don't know. Let's take a quick break and hear a word from our sponsor. As we are getting back into the groove of going back to work, we're looking for super convenient meals to help us reach our goals. That's where Real Good Foods comes in. Their products are high in protein, low in carbs, and made from real food ingredients. They don't use processed flours and everything is 100% grain and gluten-free, which is how they keep their carbs so low. They make food for every occasion, breakfast sandwiches, poppers, enchiladas, pizza, and more. The bacon-wrapped stuffed chicken is my personal favorite to just throw in the air fryer. So whether you're on a keto diet, trying to cut back on your carbs, or just looking for a healthier option, these are a great way to help you stay on track. 
Follow them on Instagram at Real Good Foods and order online at realgoodfoods.com. You can also purchase their products at Costco, Walmart, Target, Kroger, and other grocery stores nationwide. And we're back. We are back. Um, let's talk dating. Is there anything dating even to talk about? <laughs> I know. I was like, this is, I was like kind of like when I broke, Matt and I broke up, I was like, at least dating stories are coming back to the podcast. And I feel like I've been such a failure. Like I had like a good couple weeks and then, um, no. So basically in my mind, I was like, I'm going to take like a month off of this. Cause there's no point. Like I'm going to Washington again. I think I'm going to Washington for longer than I really am. But, yeah. um, I had told you, I was like, no, I'm not even going to swipe. Like there's no point. It's not like I can go out with anybody until like basically October. Cause I come back from yeah. there and then I'm gone again that first weekend. And so um, you were like, no, no, no. Like, you were like, swipe now, because then if you do match and vibe with somebody, at least you can, like, exchange numbers, like, text while you're gone, and then make plans to, like, hang out when you get back or whatever, you know? Yeah, because, I, like, I mean, most of the time when you, if you met someone today, you're not likely going on a date in the next week anyway. No, like, you usually so. talk and get a vibe first. So I was like, oh, that's a good point. So I have done a little bit of swiping this weekend. I do have some matches, but I haven't logged back in to see. So I need to do that. And um, I was like, that's actually a good idea. Because then it gives me like something to do. Like I can like text at night there or whatever. And then um, if there's like a spark or whatever, then it gives me like something to look forward to when I get back too. Like I'm like, oh, I'm like vibing with somebody. I get to like hang out when I get back. So I did think that was a good idea. And yeah, like you said, like, I don't even want to open my apps in Washington because then it's just going to start getting Washington guys. Then it starts giving you Washington guys. And I don't need you falling for any guy in Washington. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm like, my dream guy might be there. Might be some like brewery guy, like gives me all the free beer. I'm like, man, (laughs) tempting. I'll find find you a brewery guy here that'll give you all the free beer. Um, That reminds me, there was a guy who um, I forgot had asked for your phone number on Tinder, and I forgot to ask you about it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, are you still swiping on Tinder? Um, I did just once this weekend, like, because I had gotten a match, so I went on to see who the match was, and then that guy ended up messaging. Oh, is he cute? And so, yeah, he's cute. I'll, um... Screenshot and send it to me. Yeah, I'll have to send some stuff your way, and then you let me know if you want me to get, based on our brief conversation. Oh my god, imagine if you could add matchmaker to your resume, Laura. This would open so many doors for you. I know. I agree. (laughs) So many doors. Just (laughs) resume building over here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I, well, so he gave, like, I didn't love him right, right off the bat. He tried to be like, I think I had said, like, something about like just really crazy weekend having a lazy day kind of thing and like kind of he tried to pull the whole like oh do you want to come over and I can give you a massage or something like that and then I immediately was like that's a big no from me and then he like went off and tried to like get to know me after that (laughs) yeah I hate I hate when they think like that's gonna like sure I'll be right over like no exactly no and I think that typically they're just trying to be they think they're being flirty and cute by saying that and little do they know we hear that like so many times like god it's no like you're an idiot so whatever (laughs) um but okay yeah I think you should have at least two guys that you're talking to before you leave that's what I need your goal I need your goal how many days until you leave I leave Wednesday, so what is so two days? It's 
Okay, you have a lot of work to do in the next 48 hours, Steph. And times, I don't mean packing and stuff like that. You have matching to do. <laughs> packing can wait, matching I will cannot. Be, yeah, I will be hanging up with you and swiping immediately and being <laughs> finding one person for you to talk to. On um, it. <laughs> and then um, also I have, is there anything else dating? That's kind of it. Like I am being a bum, so I'll try not to be okay. a bum anymore with it. <laughs> Yeah, I need you to get back on it because <laughs> the the listeners need it. I think so. I mean, it does make for a very and so do podcast. and so do I. <laughs> um, I had a couple of random like messages that we got, um, so I did want to. Uh, somebody had asked us like why you left Washington. So why I left Washington, I don't know if I've shared this story or not. So I'll basically do like a I don't think you have. version. Basically, it was, like, always my dream to live in California. Like, I wanted to go to college in California. Like, that was, like, I had family here, so we'd spend summers, and I always wanted to be in California. So the summer, right before my senior year, um, I don't know why my parents decided to do this, but they basically, like, asked if I wanted to spend my senior year in California, and I, like, moved in with my cousin and finished my senior year at a high school in California and like the whole goal of it was to get California residency. I had family down here, so I had roots. The whole goal of it was to get residency because college is expensive if you were not a resident of that state. Um, and then I was going to be able to go to college in California and pay in-state resident fees. So that was like the reason I came. I came, it was like a big deal. It was scary. And like, even though I had family and roots down here, I was still like on my own. I lived with my cousin. Yeah. My cousin's older than me, but we did our own things, whatever. Um, and basically, I had way too much freedom <laughs> at 17, 18 years old living alone. I can't believe it. No, yes. I always think your parents were crazy. And I did nothing. Like, I finished high school. Like, I didn't get awful grades. I didn't get, like, straight A's or anything. But, like, I did everything I was supposed to do in regards to that. But nothing I was supposed to do in regards to, like, applying for colleges and trying to get into colleges. Like, (laughs) Did you start working when you came down here? I did. I got my first job. So my parents, like, helped pay my rent and everything. And then, like, utilities I had to pay for and, like, like, living my life, basically. So I, I got my first job at Target. I worked at Target. I it was my I very. Your, I don't know if I knew you. That was your first job. Maybe yes. it kind of sounds familiar. I. It was actually fun. A lot of people from high school worked there, so it was actually a fun first job. It was just crazy to be living on your own that young. I, like my whole idea of like my parents' idea of why I was supposed to live here was not my idea. I was just like freedom and like. Yeah. I met Joey super young. Like basically, like within a month of living here, I met Joey. And oh, so we okay. were hanging out all the time. And um, how did you just, meet Joey? I met Joey through we we both had a mutual friend. So one of my okay. friends um, actually lived on the same street as Joey, and there was like a lot of just people their own age living on that street. And so they all like hung out at night, and like they got together and like had poker nights or whatever. And uh-huh. so I just became like part of the group. Like I knew her; she was like the only person I knew here besides my family. So I hung uh-huh. out with her a lot. And this is before school even started. Okay, so you knew her before you moved down here. Yes, knew her before I moved oh, down here. Okay. And um, and so yeah, like we just like ran in the same circle, and then Joey and I started dating. And um, so yeah, like my goal, my. My whole reason for moving to California ended up not panning out. I didn't apply to any colleges. So then right after um, right after I graduated high school, 
I basically like got a full-time job. And then once you get a full-time job and you get a taste of like, even though you're like not making crap, like even though it's a full-time job, like I think at the time I might've been making like $12 an hour, which was more than Uh minimum wage. So I was like full-time job raking in the big bucks, you know, like, (laughs) and, um, and so I just got sucked into that. I was going to community college and taking like a couple night classes or like an online class all the time, you know, regularly, but it took me forever to even get my AA. I didn't even get my Mm -hmm. AA until, I don't know, I think it was like 2014 or something. I graduated in 2005. And then, um, so I had a couple full-time jobs in between and then I, entered an online program for my bachelor's degree, ended up getting a bachelor's degree um, two years after my AA. But yeah, I'm like, I had a completely different life path. It bums me out sometimes. Like sometimes I'm like, I hear people talk about like their alma mater and like they, you know, they like lived in a dorm or like they had all these roommates and like they did this, like when we were with Courtney and they were all talking about going to the same college and yeah, all this college talk. And I feel like I totally missed out on that, but not because like, I didn't have all the support in the world to be able to have that. Like I, it was just life choices that I made that. Yeah. I mean, that was, I remember being very, I was very jealous of a lot of my friends who were doing the like university and dorms and sorority thing and all that stuff. And I was, um, just go, I was like, I was going to school the whole time after graduating, except I did take uh, almost one year off, uh, between community college and my university, but, um, cause it was basically my parents, they said, I, we will pay for you to go to school, but we're not paying for you to have a good time. That was like always my parents thing. So where you want to go to school, that's great. And that's fine. I mean, within reason, if I had like said some ridiculous private school, that was a <laughs> billion dollars a year, they would have said no, but yeah, it was like, you can go to school anywhere around here. We're going to pay for it. And that's great. But if you want to like go to some school just because you want to go live in this beach town or something, they're like, that's on you. So you're going to have to get a job. You're going to have to pay to like go have your good time. So I chose just to work. And I was, I enjoyed making money. I started working at 16. So I was, I loved uh, having my own money to do things. So I wasn't where I had a lot of friends that like went and did college and didn't work and that like school was their main thing. Like I enjoyed, and that was my kind of group of people that I hung out with with were the people I was working with. So it was different. I I don't, like I said, I don't know if I say I regret it, but I do feel like I did miss out on a little bit on like that college experience, I guess. Yes, I agree. I feel like if I, if I ever do end up having kids, like I would really like, encourage the going away to college part like I feel like it has to be so hard as a parent to like Mm -hmm. encourage your kids to leave but like I just the fact that like I feel like I missed out on that and like most people I talk to that didn't get that like feel like they missed out on that it's like at least make that an option in your life if that's something you want like at least go for it and I did have the option and I had all the support in the world and then I got too wrapped up like my mom my poor mom all the time is like Oh my God, sending you to California at 17 was like our worst decision ever. I'm like, it's not your (laughs) fault. Like you guys gave me like such an amazing opportunity. And then I didn't choose to do what I was supposed to do with it. You know, like you guys held up your end of the bargain and I did not. And like, I just remember when I did eventually graduate with my um, bachelor's degree, which I want to say was like 2017 ish, maybe. Um, which was 12 years after I graduated high school, I ended up with a bachelor's degree. Like, I still remember feeling like so good that I did it 
because I know like I disappointed my parents by not going away to college and taking 12 years to get a degree and whatever. Like I know like when I did finish, like it was a like I was proud of myself, but I was also like, mom and dad, I did it like. Yeah, I know you wanted this for me and I did it, you know, but yeah, that's why I left Washington. I did go back for a short like six months. So Joey and I broke up when I was like 20 or something and I did. Uh um, I'm like very impulsive, like with life changes. So like basically, Uh (laughs) you know, like I was already like when Matt and I broke up, I was like, I'm thinking about moving back to Washington. Like, don't you dare. <laughs> I I can be super impulsive, but now that I have like a more established life here and like an actual career, like now I have to weigh those choices much differently. But yeah, my, I did. I like quit my job on the spot, like pat, like drove my car, moved back to Washington for six months. And of course, Joey and I got back together and I packed my car and moved back again. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. So crazy. But yeah, I've been here ever since. And it, it's hard. It's like sometimes I do, like I sometimes I do miss family. Sometimes I just miss the state of Washington, period. Like, it's freaking gorgeous. Like, I miss seasons. Like, I miss, like, a lot of things about up there. But, like, I would have to, like, aside from my family, like, I would be resetting my entire life. I would be resetting as far as career goes, friends. I don't have the same friends I had when I was there. And the friends I do have when I lived there are, like, my best friend up there is moving to Texas in a month. Like, no, everybody's moved on with their lives too, where it's not just like I'm going back to high school and I'm going to go hang yeah. out with the high school people. It's like, I would have to be restarting my entire life and that's crazy. So I don't see myself um, moving up anytime soon, but it is always an option. It's nice to like have it as an option too, you know? I guess. <laughs> if that's what you're into. Just kidding. <laughs> and I'm sorry, I'm texting Jeff right now and he's not listening to me. If you guys can hear like, blaring entourage theme song in the background i have headphones on and i can hear the tv so i apologize if, <laughs> if, it, if it helps it i cannot hear it so okay good i just texted i'm like will you turn down the tv <laughs> i'm like you don't need to listen to entourage i can like because yeah i have headphones on and there's sound canceling and i can hear the entourage theme song happening in the other room <laughs> pipe down jeffrey pipe down <laughs> um And then we had a listener, Cassandra, or Cassandra, I don't know how she pronounces it, but she is getting married next month. Congratulations. And she wants to know, what do you wish you would or wouldn't have done on your wedding day? And my, one of my immediate things I had thought of was, um, drinking, um, And I think that's a conversation for you and your significant other to have, like, because I know you had told me before that, like, you, like, you were drinking throughout the night, but you in no way were, like, drunk. And you had said, like, Joey, like... Joey was smashed. And how annoyed was... Like, oh, great. And we just got married and I'm annoyed. Like... He would, like, disappear. Like, I'd be like, where is he? And I'm like, yeah, it was so annoying. It was like, remember this is our wedding day? Remember we're supposed to, like... Oh, yeah, I would would definitely say to talk about that in advance. Yeah, if you guys are drinkers, try to have a little bit of control and... You want to remember the day. Joey did not even remember it. It was so annoying. Yeah, I mean, I kind of don't remember my day, but that was just because I felt like the whole thing was a blur because it all like just like flew by so fast. Yes, it goes by so fast. It's crazy. It's so much time and planning that goes into it and excitement that goes into it. And then it's just freaking over. Like, it's weird. It is. It is. Yeah, it's months and months of planning and anticipation. And then just like that, it's over. So just enjoy it. Do you have any, do you have a tip? So my tip, 
when she when you had told me like, hey, like we're gonna talk about this, so like have something ready, I was like, oh god. Well, number one would be I probably wouldn't have gotten married, but not, not trying to discourage anybody here. I'm just kidding. Um, at the moment, it's, I it's never just more. Like that. It's just more. We know if we knew now what, what we, we knew, or if, if we, we knew, knew then, then what we knew what now. We knew yes. now. Um, no, but I think my the main thing I remember was being so hot. My dress was heavy and it was my hot. dress weighed like forty pounds. Oh my god! And it was like it was my wedding was outdoors in October, so it was like. I mean, October in California can be hot. I was just hot. I was miserably hot. And I remember um, you do like the dab with like the napkin or whatever to like wipe your sweat. But I remember under my dress because the bottom part of my dress was so fluffy and heavy. Like I had sweat just like running down my legs. I was dying. So every once in a while, somebody would come to the restroom with me and we had a blow dryer and we would put it on the cold air and they would just blow cold air at my (laughs) dress. dress. And I swear it was like the best relief I've like, I like I still to this day sometimes I'm like you know what would feel good a cold blow dryer up my hoo ha. <laughs> it did like you have to like think about those kind of things and that's the thing about your wedding day is if you have good people in your life if you have good friends and supportive like they will do anything for you on your day yes. and if they don't. Maybe reevaluate your friends because anybody, <laughs> anybody that's a good friend is going to be like, this is your day. Anything you need, like, I am there for you. So, like, have somebody, like, on deck. Like, if I get hot, will you blow cold air up my dress? <laughs> and that's how you know it's a real one. It but. actually is a really good tip because you are going to need a friend to go to the bathroom with you. So this is a good time to have a blow dryer yes. nearby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The only And then the only other thing I could think of was, like, think of – like how you're going to do it, whether we actually, who was this? I, Jeff, I think it was Jeff and I, I don't know. I went to a wedding. The couple ate by themselves, like in another room, like they, cause most went, people like, don't even get to end up eating. No, they went, they had like this little, like they made this little, I don't remember if it was on like a balcony or just like a little separate room where they had 15 minutes to just like sit together and Aww. kind of like enjoy the moment for five seconds before they go out and, it's the rest of the night just like flies by. So I don't mean, I don't even, that's a kind of an extreme case. I think it's actually a really good idea, but um, just find like a moment. Like I know ours, I think was we had got onto like the roof of the boat, like by ourselves with just like um, our witnesses and um, like our pastor and stuff. So we can sign all our paperwork or for our license and everything. And um, that was kind of like, the one oh, chill moment we were yes. able to have like after the ceremony without like 150 other people around. And um, so I think if you could think of a way where you guys can have like five minutes with like maybe not just the two of you, but at least a few where people aren't constantly coming up to you and taking pictures and things like that. I think it's really nice to be able to have like that special moment that you can kind of like take it all in. So, yes. And I definitely think that's a good tip because like, like you said, your wedding day becomes a blur. There's so much going on. And then you're like the host, basically. It's like your wedding. So you, like, I remember we would have to like go up to like every table and say hello to everybody and thank them for coming and blah, blah, blah. And then you sit down to eat and people come up to you or people bring you drinks or what. There's very little just like getting to enjoy it. You're not a guest. It's your own wedding, but you're not a guest. You're like a host, even though it's your wedding. So having that moment is such a good idea because you will remember that moment, you know, you, everything exactly. else might feel like a blur, but you will remember that special moment. Like if you do give that to yourselves. Yep. I agree. Um, and then 
the last thing I had made a note of that somebody had asked me was wanting to know my favorite clothing brands for plus size girls. And um, I think I've shared this before. I pretty much buy all of my clothes from Torrid, Target, and Nordstrom Rack. Those are like, that's the three places I shop the most. And then there's the random... Um, Old Navy, which I might have mentioned this a couple weeks ago, but Old Navy just like announced that they're making like their website and stores now completely all in all inclusive size inclusive size inclusive, yes. and where you can. So now when you go to a store, they're not even going to have like a plus size section. It is every size is throughout the store. So if you find a, a shirt you like, they're going to have that shirt, whether you're a size zero or a size 28 and um which is so awesome yeah and that the price isn't going to be different which I know that's like a big thing I had shared about this on um I think it was actually just on my Facebook I meant to share it on Instagram and I don't think I ever did I remember um this was like years ago already being um they were doing a uh jeans for the whole family sale and it was, I had gotten an email that all jeans were $15 for the whole family. But then you like clicked on it. I like clicked on it. I went and like none of the plus size jeans were on sale. And I was like, cool. So not really for the whole family. Got yeah. it. And then sure enough, I went and looked at the small print and it said like women's plus, like not included. And I'm like, which is so and I, wrong. I remember writing, I remember like I either tweeted or I wrote like an email to their customer service or whatever. I'm like. It's fucking bullshit. <laughs> like, it is bullshit. I remember I was so mad and I was just like, um, like you, can, especially using a term for the whole family. Like you're basically saying anyone and everyone in your family, you can buy a pair of jeans for unless you're plus size. Yeah. And so I think they're one of the first stores to be doing this. I think this is going to be something that becomes more popular. I know Target has started doing it on their website. It's yes. not like that in stores. But Target, if you find something you like, usually it's you can click women's or women's plus, and then it gives you all of the sizes based on either. I think that's super cool. Um, but yeah, so I've, I did just do an Old Navy order recently, and that was the first time I had ordered with them in a while because I find their sizes to not be very consistent. So I'll be curious to go into a store. I'm kind of looking forward to that and seeing what I can find. But yeah, so and also because... I used to think Old Navy's always super cheap, but I felt like their plus size clothing was a little pricier. Yes. But I don't know if that means their prices are going to go up for everybody else, but the plus size is going to seem cheaper. I'm curious to see how that's going to feel. But um, yeah, so those are kind of where I shop. Nice. I know but, I've just, um, um, I've never actually shopped at Torrid before, uh-huh. but um, Chris, my friend Kristen just, Went through her closet. We both went through our closets and swapped clothes. And I went, she had so much stuff from Torrid. She shops there Uh a lot. And I was like, oh my God, their clothes are so cute and fit so comfortable. Mm -hmm. And she was like giving, I think you've given me tips too on like when to shop. Because if you just shop regular prices, it's expensive. I never, I never shop Torrid full price. I don't remember the last time I paid full price for anything. It has to be like at least 30% off typically, but I take advantage of buy one, get one free sales. I take advantage of whenever they do 40% off the whole store, things like that. Um, Cause yeah, I will never pay full price for their stuff, but I think they have super cute stuff. I know they're sizing well. It's 
pretty darn consistent where I know if I order online, like if I don't like something, it's just because I was trying a new, like new style, but I know like there's skater dresses. I know that fit like is like super flattering on me. So I know any skater dress I get of theirs, I know what size to get. And, um, so I just know their store well, but I won't pay full price. (laughs) I want to like actually go, I'm such an online shopper. I don't shop in person. Like ever I can't even tell you the last time I like went into a dressing room but like uh-huh. I actually do want to go to a torrid and like try on a whole bunch of stuff so I can kind of like learn what my sizes idea. are yeah. and then then I'll know like oh those are my sizes to be able to shop online because I have something I have been like focusing on more lately is like dressing for my body type like mm-hmm. understanding I don't need to shop in the junior section anymore like a my yeah. body body doesn't belong my body shape does not belong in the junior section. Yeah. And also like I'm 34. I'm not yeah. 20 anymore, you know? So like, and I felt like better, even though I've gained weight, my clothes feel different. Like I have felt better. Like the more I'm trying to like dress for my body type, instead of forcing myself into something that like, I clearly don't fit in anymore. Sure. Um, so yeah, like I, I, it does feel good. And I do think toward has super cute stuff. And I do want to actually go into the, one of the stores and try things on. Yeah, our closest one we have is the um, at the block. So maybe we'll have to go uh, over there one day. Maybe we'll wait until they have like when I see they're having a good sale, we'll go do a little check try stuff on. Out. Yeah, that'd be mm-hmm. fun. Um, and before we go, I was <laughs> I was coming across <laughs> some pretty awful profiles uh, about a week or two ago. I started reading some to Stephanie one night and she was dying laughing because she was like, I feel like you have to do these dramatic Tinder readings on the podcast. (laughs) So a lot of them I'm just going to post in our, on our Instagram stories. But um, I thought I would read one real quick before we wrap this up. So this is Adam. He's a commercial technician at Spectrum. So if you know Adam, this is, this is what he's putting on his Tinder profile. (laughs) How are some of women going to be saying they want a relationship, but your pictures say otherwise? Like bikini pics are fine, but other pictures when you're pan with your panties or you have your ass pushed up on the sink to show you have a big ass or your boobs are hanging out, you can't be seriously thinking they're going to attract a guy with the intention of a relationship. They're going to be thinking you're just a piece of ass. Bet you won't swipe right because you feel offended. Shallow ain't my thing. Okay, Grandpa. <laughs> I'm sorry. First of all, who is gonna who is gonna swipe right after they just got totally lectured by seriously, Adam? Seriously, like even though I would never even post those pictures he's speaking of, like I don't even understand what the ass is on the sink. Is that something people are doing? I don't know. Should I be doing it? I don't know. We're gonna have to try it. <laughs> Jeff's gonna be like, "What are you doing? You're like, I'm putting my ass on the sink. This isn't like the hot thing to do." <laughs> and. Um, yeah, it's like, so yeah, even if I don't fall into the category of anything he just said, all I see is that you're like a crazy bitter person who's like in a lecture. Like, it's just, there was nothing yeah. that was at all. Like, just, oh, yeah. he sounds like a winner. Let me swipe yeah. right on him. Yeah. Good luck, buddy. <laughs> like it all, like when people write things like that, you're like, are they serious? Like you'd be better uh-huh. off just writing like, you know, like, um, very religious goes to church. Like maybe you might draw a certain crowd from that or like, I don't know, but like, yeah, putting something like that, like nobody is going to want somebody like that. Yeah. 
Um, okay, I was only going to read one. Let me just scroll. I'm going to do one more. This is Justin. He's a correctional officer. Oh. Um, he, all right, let's see. Let me go to his profile. Okay. I'm looking for a really cute, semi-skinny girl that does not dress like a 70s skink. Okay. What's a seven? What's a seventy? What is a 70s skank and semi skinny? So he doesn't want like skinny, skinny, but he doesn't want big girl. Like you are a douche. You better not be thick. You need to be semi skinny and don't dress like a 70s skank. Don't know what that means. Okay, moving on. Um, A stay at home mom after having children or all stay home. I don't even know what that means. Adam. (laughs) Wait, is this? No, Justin. I'm sorry. Um, a nice Christian or LDS girl must be white or Asian. Most definitely has to hold conservative values and love America. Oh my God. <laughs> I also travel to other countries and states on a regular basis. So you got to be prepared for that. I also wouldn't mind a girl who knows how to play video games like Halo, Call of Duty, or Apex. <laughs> One more thing you need to know. Abortion is wrong. Oh my God. We should fuck with him. We should just... Like, match with him and then, like, fuck with him. How funny would that be? So, I was dying when Laura was reading these to me the other night. I was like crying. I was laughing so hard. Like, it was, and then her voice, like, she does it in a voice. I'm like, oh my God, you're killing me right now. And some of these, I just don't even feel comfortable reading because my mom listens. (laughs) Some of them were pretty, pretty bad. Oh my god, yeah. So that's just a couple of them. I'll post some <laughs> on our stories when this one, uh, when this episode airs. So. Yes. Um, but um, so yesterday at the Labor Day party, um, my sister in law Annie kind of pulls me and Steph aside, and she's like, "I have something for you," and we're like, "Okay, like, <laughs> what is it?" And then she was like, "So I got something for you, but I'm not really happy with it." So I'm getting you another one, but here it is in the meantime. And we're, me and Stephanie are both like, like, what is it? What the heck is she talking about? (laughs) Long story short. Wait, well, long story short, story short. I'm just gonna, let me just play this right here real quick. So that right there is (laughs) one of the. One of the flavor of the week jingles <laughs> that Annie had made for us. We have a she jingle, was, you guys. She was so proud of us for our for having our twenty thousand um, for us hitting twenty thousand uh, listens this last week. So she was like, "I just wanted to do this for you. I hate the way they turned out." <laughs> and she's had this guy do like three versions, and she's like, "You're just not getting it. I need more game showy." <laughs> And, I was um, dying when she was playing them for us. I'm like, no freaking way do we have a jingle. Like, we so, are the real deal now. So I'm playing the first. We played the first one this week. Next week, we'll do, like, another one. And that she sent us um, from the same guy that also is not making the cut. And then we're waiting. Apparently, she has a girl doing one that she's going to be sending to us. So, um... Unless we really, really love the last one, maybe we'll let you guys vote on yes, which, which one, one you and, like. <laughs> and we just are feeling really legit right now, you guys. We are. You we, guys, we no longer have to sing our own jingle. Like, we have <laughs> a jingle. Well, and when I told Jeff this, I was like, Jeff, Annie bought us a jingle. He was like, well, sing it for me. I was like, 
no, it's not like a song that somebody wrote. I was like, he, they're just singing our flavor of the week stuff for us. And he like just didn't get it. He's like, okay, congratulations. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, you're not clearly sharing the same <laughs> excitement that we are. We are very but, excited. Yeah. So with that being said, Steph, what's your flavor of the week? <laughs> My flavor of the week is um, a subscription product, service, whatever, that I've actually used for years now, like at least two, three years. Um, it's the Billy Razor. The best. And it's so good. Like, I yep. can't even imagine going back to, like, any other kind of razor. Like, the shave no. is just so good. And um, it, it's not even just the shave, because the shave is fantastic, but it's also the price. The price is so good. So when you buy just the initial, like, starter kit, it comes with, like, um, like the razor handle thing, a thing to stick to your shower so it hangs, and two razors, I think, and it's $9. So to get started or just to try it to see if you like it, it's $9 and ships for free, whatever. If you like it, you want to stay subscribed, they have a subscription service. So you either choose to have them send you four new razor blades every one month, two month, or three month. So mine yep. is on three. Um, I get some areas of me lasered now, so I only really have to shave my legs. So I... I'm good. And sometimes even at three, I'm like, I have so many razors left. Like I can even push it back an extra month. So you can log into your account and do that too. But it's only $9 for four razor replacements. Yeah. I literally, so when I joined, I think I, in three months, I let it send me four and three months. I let it send me four again. I don't shave a lot. I am not a, I've been blessed in the sense that I only shave my legs like once a month. Like that's just not something. So my razors last me a while. And um, so I basically got it. So I had like a stockpile of razors and then I just canceled for a while. And then when it's and when I need to get again. some more, I can just start again. And it's just the best deal compared to like when I used to use Venus, which is like so much more expensive. And I don't feel like the Venus razors were fine, but I feel like these are so much better. So much better. And for such a good deal, there's no extra fees. There's no shipping fee. There's no sign up fee. There's no cancellation fee. It's literally just like, yeah, when you sign up, it is, it's not a one-time thing. I don't think when you sign up or maybe you can, I don't know, but it is a subscription. So you can go in and stop it, postpone it, add more months, whatever, anytime you want. And there's no extra fees. The fees are all the same. They just their setup, their business model or whatever is to have it be a subscription service so that you don't have to think about it and you just get razors in the mail however many months you choose. Um, but I love it. And I think for $9 to give it a try, it's not expensive totally at all. Totally worth it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah. I think. They don't do any kind of codes or anything. I try Back years ago when I first got one, I was like, this is amazing. I would love to like share it with my followers. They don't do codes. So... There's no like deal we can give you guys or anything, but um, yeah. yeah, if you just Google Billy Razor, I can't even remember what their website is. It's like mybilly or something. dot com. Um, can I? Go I ahead. wanted to talk. Sh- I wanted to talk shaving real quick. Yes, I saw a TikTok video a few months ago that has changed the way I shave my legs. Oh, how do you shave your legs? Like I start at the bottom and I go up. Okay. So this girl, so basically, do you just like lather your whole leg with shaving cream oh, yeah. and then you, and then you do like go down, yes. up, down, up, and down, up. And then I like up. spend a lot of time on my knees cause I don't want to like nick them and like I want them. This girl on TikTok basically said you should never raise, like you don't have to raise your razor from your leg. You basically just go up and down, up and down, up and down. Oh my God. I would like, 
I'm like already panicked right now. Well, the way I'm saying it makes it sound more aggressive, <laughs> but it's it's amazing because you're basically going up. But when you're pushing down, that's like pushing basically like the hair off of, you know how like you back push and it like gets the hair yes. off the razor and you know what I'm saying? But wait, have you actually tried this? It's how I shave my legs so much faster now. Like my knees, I don't do it on my knees, but on my thighs and on my like lower part of my legs. Uh, Yeah, I'm not, I don't trust myself with my knees because the knees are where it's easy to cut yourself. But, uh, so the knees, I carefully do it better. But, uh, but yeah, just up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. I'll find the TikTok video and I'll share it. And it was like. Yeah, it's like changed the way I shave my legs. I, you need to send this to me because I want to try it, but I can also just picture my leg like gushing blood. No, it's not that aggressive. <laughs> like you're not <laughs> hacking away like a freaking like hatch, hatching at your leg. But uh, no, it's it really has changed the way I shave my legs. So I, I need, need to find to the TikTok video. video. I saw it on TikTok and I was like, oh, I'll try that. And it really was like the best. Ooh. Um, it just goes like super fast. I need to check that out. So yes. what is your flavor of the week? Um, so I was like struggling trying to think of one this week. And um, I wanted to try to think of something different to share. I decided to pick a YouTube channel that Jeff and I um, discovered early on in quarantine. This is for my cocktail lovers. This is, I mean, we kind of have this guy to blame for like the reason Jeff and I started making cocktails during quarantine. <laughs> um the station is called, or the channel is called How to Drink, and his name is Greg, and every episode he has, it's just fun to go through his channel and find different cocktails, but he also makes up themed cocktails. He's kind of a nerd, so he'll have, like, different cocktails he'll have that um, are inspired by, like, Back to the Future, or Star Wars, or, like, a Marvel character or something, but he also just does lots of, like, classic um, cocktails, the best ways to make them, like his top three favorite vodka drinks, or, um, he'll do like a vodka taste test where he'll literally like have 10 different types of vodka and he'll do blind taste tests or rate them and like say, okay, is it like, are you getting the best bang for your buck by buying the kettle one? Or was the Stoli just fine? Like that kind of thing. And we've just like learned a lot and it's interesting and it's fun and it does make you want to make a cocktail. I really want a cocktail now. I think did we had Jeff make you a bramble? Yes, it was so. Was that from him? That that was from him. I like. I forgot about that drink. That That was was so so good. good. But yeah, that was how Jeff kind of Jeff had his way of making his margarita, and then he took some of his tips on how he makes his margarita, and that's kind of how Jeff like perfected down his margarita based on like some of the changes he does, and so that. That's why I think Jeff's margarita is so freaking good now. But Jeff's margarita is yeah. like basically famous. Like people yeah, know Jeff for his margaritas. His margaritas have kind of made me. I don't enjoy margaritas as much at restaurants unless it's just like a good margarita. But like yeah. when I go to just like kind of a like hole in the wall Mexican restaurant, I just sometimes don't even want a margarita because they're just not as good. He's, tur- <laughs> he's turned you into a margarita snob. A little bit. <laughs> but um yeah so i will link the channel and the details but yeah it's called how to drink and he's fun he um i get a good laugh out of his videos and stuff but it's interesting i enjoy it yes so i think that's it i think that's it all right we got we got one 
We got one. One more <laughs> before you leave for Washington. Yes. But uh, thank you guys for joining us for this kind of crazy episode. Hopefully it, we didn't have Hopefully too much out. of a disruptor <laughs> when my internet went out. But um, yeah, if you're not in our Facebook group, why not? Go search Club Wine Over Matter. Ask to join. One of us will approve you. Um, if you're a Big Brother fan, me and Courtney are still doing our Big Brother bonus episodes. I think we have like two left, maybe. I know the season's about to be getting wrapped up. Uh, links to all of our socials, including links to our flavor of the week, can always be found in the details. So if you ever want to go back and see what one of our flavors of the weeks were, you can go and click on the links. For those of you who listen to us on Apple or iTunes, please don't forget to go give us that five-star rate and review. So important to us. It's such a big help. We appreciate all of you. Give us a follow on Instagram at Wine Over Matter Pod. You can follow me, Laura, at Crunches Before Brunches and Steph at Authentically Steph. Thanks again, and we will see you at the same time next week with a glass in hand. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.